and welcome to Moonwise, a monthly podcast featuring conversations with women of power. I'm your host, Dorte Sophie Royal, and in this episode, I speak with April McMurtry, founder of The Moon Is My Calendar, about connecting to the rhythms of the lunar cycle. And since I'm releasing this episode on January 1st, I want to wish you all a very happy new year. It feels like the perfect start to 2018 to share the great self-care tools that April has created, as well as her tips for finding balance in the busyness of the winter season. April McMurtry is the founder of The Moon Is My Calendar and creatress of the New Moon Calendar Journal. She's also a visual artist, mama, teacher, and creative lunar coach. Her work reflects her passion for nature-based cycles, personal mythologies, and symbolism. April has more than 15 years of experience working in education as a classroom teacher, workshop facilitator, and program coordinator at home and abroad. She loves to support people on the path to growth and transformation. Hi, April. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hi, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for just having this this platform and this space to to share and have these conversations. It's an honor for me to get to talk to women of power like yourselves and um, your project, The Moon Is My Calendar, the name of it alone to me is, is really powerful. It's a statement that goes against a lot of what we've um, kind of been taught about how to track time and not to, not to frame what you're doing as going against, but more as for a new way of looking at uh, time and ourselves as cyclical beings, I just think is fascinating. And tell us a little bit more about that project and um, how you came to that work. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Um, I wanted something to, when you say it, the moon is my calendar, that then the person saying it is like claiming it and owning it for themselves. Um, so it is like a statement or a mantra of sorts to, um, to just in saying that the moon is my calendar, um, is, is a way of, of, of reclaiming, you know, cause in a way, like you said, it is, um, it could be seen as, as going against like what the Gregorian calendar is kind of established as this is how time is and moves and how it's named and called and, um, lunar time is just, it's simultaneous and lunar time is always present and happening. It just takes a little something to tune in and to align with because it's a remembering, you know, it's, it's, it's new that more, um, more people and are awakening and remembering to it, but lunar time is the most ancient time. I'd been wanting to make a calendar for many years, probably most of my life. My name is a month. And so even when people just talk to me, it's like immediately I'm related to the time, to seasons. They're like, oh, were you born in April? And having this conversation about, you know, no. (laughs) Um, But I was born on New Year's Eve. And so my, my birth and the timing of my birth is like on this Gregorian calendar marking the ending of a cycle before the beginning of a cycle. Um, wow. So, 
So it's kind of like things make sense now that didn't make sense to me growing up. That, you know, my mom told me my name was, it came from a fairy tale um, about a princess who was locked in a tower. Um, and her prince was turned into a bird and tortured. And it was a very sad, troubling story of like unrequited love. Um, and I was like, gosh, that doesn't, I don't want that to be my name in my life. And so the more of connecting with the season and the more seeing like, oh, I was conceived in April and nine months later, I'm, you know, New Year's Eve. Um, so here's this, this winding story that comes back to having wanted to, to create a calendar, um, to, uh, December of 2014. And really that inspiration had been like, waiting and wanting to come through, I think for so long. And I had done several attempts, but to actually like follow through and have something be printed. Um, so that December, it just happened to align that the winter solstice and the new moon, the new moon fell on winter solstice of 2014. And so it felt like a very, um, aligned time to create this calendar. So I got the idea and I, and, um, I wanted a space and a journal and a place to, to track and chart with the lunar cycle and to hold the intentions and have a space to make a mandala. Um, and so I created this tool with the help of my husband. He helped to put it into form. And so it's really that taking of like thoughts, ideas, imaginations, um, visions. How do you bring it into the world and really make it tangible? Um, and, so I could talk it through and explain like to him, like, this is how I want it to, to be. And, you know, if it was up to me, I maybe would have hand drawn it because to make it on the computer in the programs that have it to be really precise, um, those skills my husband shared with me and sort of taught me along the way and was also able to translate my very intuitive fluid sense into something that was, that had structure and that was very, um, um, had a format that created a, a structure. So that was all, that was all happening. But at the time, the moon is my calendar. I was still, the first business I started was called Radiance Thread. Um, and I was like sewing and repurposing, I was designing, um, and, and sewing things and selling them on Etsy. And I had, um, sewed some moon flags that was sort of a, a beginning leading into the, the calendar. And so still radiant thread was my, on my web, my website, my Etsy site. Um, and so it didn't all come all at once. Like there's parts that came and I knew that, um, it just helped me see how, how things really evolve and that, you know, for anything that we're working on, it might not all be fully formed with all the pieces fleshed out before you actually just need to start and do it and break the ice and, and allow for that, what wants to come through, allow it to come through, you know, like for a book before you have the title of the book, maybe you have the title and not all the, the content or the chapters. Mm, but just this project reminded me of, it's not going to be perfect. All the pieces are not going to be in place. There was no Instagram. I had no following. I printed 50 calendars and that was it. So the starting place where things start isn't where they end up. Mm. Um, 
and those things just like seeds, where the seed starts, how the seed looks, is does not resemble what then becomes fully fleshed out in the full form of, of a plant, just like our ideas and creations. Um, and so trusting to know that choosing and nurturing those, those seeds, um, before you know how it's going to look, that's how this, that's what this project has brought to me. And, and as I continue to work with it, um, I have to trust every step because it's uncharted territory and the unknown. And so this makes me think directly of working with the cycles of the moon. It sounds like in creating this calendar, you are actually embodying that process of kind of planting a seed in the dark and having trust that it will grow into something by the full moon. And, uh, and that's something that I, I feel that your project really teaches is really that, that life comes in phases and, and not everything is going to show up whole every moment and ready to go, but that we, we change, we evolve, we grow in cycles. Mm-hmm. And even those things, like you said, you know, a seed really setting that intention can help set a course and some seeds are going to be ready. And so possibly by the full moon, you'll start to see something emerge that is a part of that intention or that wish or that goal. Um, and other seeds need maybe a whole season or cycle of seasons to even germinate. And so to be discerning about um, how how we tend to those seeds, like if it doesn't show up and if it's not, you know, not coming to light, is it because it wasn't meant to be or is it because the timing isn't there yet? So with those intentions to be so clear of like, this is, this is why this matters to me. This is why this matters to bringing this to the the planet at this time. Um, and so I remember my very first intention and my very first in that, you know, December, 2014 new moon in that journal, my intention was to sit and meditate for five minutes every morning. Mm. Um, and at the time it felt impossible. Like I had two small kids, my sleep schedule was all off. Um, I, for the most part, don't like sitting still. (laughs) 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 And so I had to ask myself, like, why would I force myself? Am I forcing myself to try to sit still? Because I think I should, because I'm always on the go or, you know, I like being involved in lots of things. Or is there something that's really at the core of this that, um, in that, in that seed and that, in that potential is really something to nurture and to, to hold on to and see it through, um, because of what it can bring to, um, to how I am in, in, in the world and how I'm able to show up. And so I stuck with it and, and to see then what are the, the barriers or the blocks that might present themselves or a appear to be barriers or just are they opportunities because in order to do the growth you have to do the things if it was easy to sit and meditate for five minutes in the morning I would have already been doing it right like then that that wouldn't have been a yeah a thing um 
but it was, there were so, so many layers. And I feel like working through those layers and working through them each lunar cycle to see, oh, now I have a place to actually go and sit. Like, where was I going to be before? Like sit at the table or sit on the floor by my bed, like orienting and arranging things around whatever that seed is so that what it needs, um, that that comes in phases and stages too. And then there was a shift, you know? And and so each time it was like, each lunar cycle is like, oh man, I didn't even, I didn't even do that once. (laughs) In the beginning it was like, oh my gosh, how how am I ever going to do this? Um, that those questions kept leading me closer. And so the shift started happening, but it took a lot of like not seeing any results for a long time. So you, so it sounds like you gave yourself a time every month to really check in and see where you are and be accountable to yourself about some of the, the intentions that you had at the beginning of the month. Yeah. And that's, you know, when my, when my practice, my lunar practice, and this is part of the project and the work is really to help support and encourage others to, um, to explore having a lunar practice. And, um, and there isn't one way to do that. And so even each cycle, all, all of, all of the you know, the words and the language about ebbing and flowing, like it really happens. And when we're in a state of presence to notice that we can see when we're feeling like we're ebbing and retreating. Um, and then when we're, we're flowing and extending and that happens with how I, how I, um, how I work each cycle having sort of like a unique imprint. Um, and so what I've, what I've done and what's, what the practice has become is, um, setting my alarm, waking up before my daughters get up so that I'm not thrown into the, um, their needs first thing that I'm, that I'm tending to myself and I'll sit with the, um, I'll just open the calendar or I'll actually often we'll just have it open to the page and I'll, I'll chart a couple things from the day before. And so I'm making a record, a visual record of, of how, um, of the tone of my day, the emotional states of my day. Um, and I'll put this, you know, when you see the calendar, there's a page that has the circular, um, each lunar cycle has a circular, a, a chart with the days of the week on it. Um, and so when, as this gets filled out and as I see, you know, I'll start to really make these observations and this tool is an opportunity. Like I said, there isn't one way to work with, with the lunar cycle. It's kind of like, what is it? That's, what is the medicine that's there? What is the, the teachings, um, that each of us need? And, and it became very clear that the teaching for me was about burnout and about overextending, um, and I would see by the time the full moon came, um, that peak, I would just keep riding that peak and then crash mm. because like we were talking about, um, I had mentioned, uh, right now that this, there's these themes of the wisdom of winter, um, that, that the teachings of the wisdom of winter and the wisdom of the waning cycle, those two things really parallel, um, And so how is it 
that I can learn to honor the wisdom of the waiting cycle and the wisdom of winter and um, take time for that reflection and introspection and put a pause on the taking action and the reaching out and the um, being more in the um, visible spheres, but to, to be able to do what the moon is doing. And so I'm learning to be like the moon and each cycle, sometimes it feels like, Oh, I'm, I'm mastering this, or I have some mastery of I'm, I'm, I'm present and I'm aware and I'm, um, making choices based on, um, knowing where the moon is and knowing where I'm at. And then other times I'll just, (laughs) it'll all remind me of why, practice is practice because it's so easy to get, um, derailed or can be. And the quicker there is awareness to notice that and to come back and to course correct. And really that container of the lunar cycle, the a way of aligning with lunar time is to be aware of those shifts, those shifts internally and those shifts externally. Feel like there's so many women right now. Like, gosh, the moon has really been calling to me, and I think in the last three years, it's just been exponential. Um, and to find then how to find that that depth and that wisdom that's within us that the moon is awakening, rather than necessarily needing someone else to be. Um, you know, to tell you how you should experience it. I got chills when you said that. And what really comes to mind is that as we collectively step into a time when women are going to be more and more in leadership because our world kind of demands that we we step up and that we help to try to bring things into a little more balance, that, that women we also, we need the support and we need the tools in order to understand ourselves and understand the cycles that we're all going through. And something like what you've created is a tool that can really, I think, yeah, give people access to that power and that understanding of themselves and of nature, um, which we so desperately need, I think, in our culture. Mm-hmm. They're so interconnected in the way that it's coming to view of, of that interconnected, how many women are really claiming like the earth is my body. My body is the earth. And we all need to, regardless of like gender, it's, it's the, the, the form and the, um, the, the signature of the divine feminine that, that is coming forth. Um, and for, for what I feel too, is like having this physical body to be a vessel for, for that and to channel that energy. And I think that's what you're saying too, is like the more we're channeling that energy. And I think the moon is a big, as, as a support and as, um, um, as a guide to, to be able to do that and find the strength in that and find ways of, of, um, vocalizing and sharing that and talking about it so that, um, being a lunar creature and a lunar being, um, can be, um, you know, there's so many ways to kind of describe this, but it's, I think because it has been, um, all the things that may be seen as like a, 
oh, it's inconsistent. You know, language language that would go around like, well, the moon is like inconsistent. So she rises at different times. She's um, always changing form. And how um, how I know I've put myself down in that way of like, oh, I'm not consistent or why am I not like wanting to interact in the way that I did yesterday. And so there was a point in my, probably in my twenties and maybe early thirties where I tried to make myself be more, um, almost like what that, um, a solar, the signature of a solar energy would be is like, um, consistent, always shining bright, like always productive. And, um, and I was trying to make myself fit that mold. And so understanding the solar and lunar energies that yes, they both exist and how out of balance it is. And to bring in more lunar energy then allows for what could be seen as inconsistency as to be seen as like the pulse of nature, (laughs) um, that really plants aren't always blooming. And so when there's that expectation that it is okay to, um, lose your leaves and go to, um, sort of get stripped down to the the bare essentials and to build back up. And that's what our body is doing, you know, with menstruation. Um, there's a building up and a releasing and a building up and a releasing. And so, all of these parallel sort of signature energies that we see in seasons and um, to channel those through and to, to be listening to nature and to be listening to our bodies and to be, and to bring that into the way we do business and bring that into relationships and bring that into um, the spaces where it's been um, absent and where it's been, um, abused and where it's been denied or, or pushed down because of having to perform in a certain way to keep up. Right. Like all of that is just crumbling and crashing down and, um, not life supporting, you know, the solar energy is there and the solar energy is life supporting and it gives structure kind of like how I mentioned with how the calendar came to be there was structure and there was a a different kind of energy that came in to bring the fluidity to give that form Um, and how those things can complement each other rather than one dominate the other. Yeah. I love that you created this with your partner and that it was um, a collaboration of the feminine and the masculine, it sounds like, which is so cool. It's been the less, it's been the, um, how we work together and the lessons that it's brought to our relationship has really brought to light things that I think why we're together as in this, in this partnership and in this marriage and and being parents together of how to, you know, um, bridge and not necessarily unify the solar and masculine solar and, and lunar and, or masculine feminine energies, but how to have conversations and how to sort of dance with them. And, and, um, when I'm very into a very intuitive realm and I'm thinking that he just can like understand where I'm at, he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, really? Okay. Well then how do, how do we make that bridge, um, to even just communicate? <laughs> Cause I'm like, how could you not um, understand? He's like, you're speaking another language. Mm. Um, and, 
it cha- it's, it's challenged me then to almost to translate what's in my internal world that might make sense to me in certain ways, like how to actually translate that. Um, so that, you know, I was joking with him. I'm like, I'm going to bring like these lunar teachings and trainings, like do a professional development at your work. Like he works with engineers and like, you know, places where they're not taking the moon cycles into account at all. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know why I'm called to, but I'm like, I want to bring that into the places where it's not, um, where it's, um, disregarded, you know? So cool. I hope you do. I know. Like, how am I going to get there? Okay. I can't focus on the how because I don't know, but. (laughs) It's bringing it into government. (laughs) I know. And I, you know, for, for anyone who's, who's listening, who is really tuned into the cycles that like, once you do, it's just, it's a part of who you are. And so I forget that there's so many people that it's like, it's not a part of who they are and maybe they don't want it to be, or maybe they don't see like a need or a reason, or it's like inconvenience. Um, but I really do believe that, that now is the time that it's so necessary to help us like course correct. I'm really curious about how tracking the moon cycles, um, if it changed at all the way that you saw your own, um, monthly cycle or how you worked with that. Yeah, definitely. And when I first started, um, you know, in the circular calendar, it lends itself to seeing, you know, if you are menstruating and you can write in, I just color in red, on, you know, the days that I bleed. And then I see it, you can see where it lines up with the moon really easily because the new moon is this anchor. So the calendar is designed so that the new moon is at the top as a starting point. And so that's the anchor. And so then I can see where this red patch sort of moves around. Um, before this, when I would try to track my cycle and I put a dot on the calendar, like on the grid with the lines and I tried to like count numbers of days and it just never, ever made sense to me. And I was always sort of in this state of like chaos because of that, (sighs) you know, as a teen in my twenties and, um, before I was at a point of really wanting to, to start a family, I was always like, am I bleeding? Should I be bleeding yet? Wait, maybe I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh. Like I would go through this like chaotic cycle because I didn't know. And now there's apps, like now there's like so much technology to help track and there's so much more available than just like putting a dot on a calendar, trying to count 28 days. And you know, my cycle, the length varies. And when I first started charting in this way, um, on the new moon calendar and journal, um, I was bleeding around the full moon. And since then it's shifted and it's curious. I have friends who say like that they always bleed on the full moon or friends that say they always bleed on the new moon and they, they are sort of aligned in different ways with, with the lunar cycle. And it just happens that mine has, has shifted. It went back to the first quarter um, and shifted around the cycle. And now I'm just finishing menstruating now that it's a couple of days before the new moon. And I kind of, it's like, I like this alignment and I can feel how it's for now, at least, cause I, it may shift again, but it's like, I'm finishing up a cycle. I'm finishing up releasing as the moon is releasing and 
to be able to start fresh and new on the new moon, I can see how those energies align. And it's a different awareness. And the other layer of awareness is bringing in the, the inner seasons, which the um, Red School and Wild, Wild Power, I think is the book that um, talks about the inner seasons of the menstrual cycle. And because the lunar cycle also mirrors the seasons of spring and summer and winter and fall, there can be these different layers of alignment. Um, and so when I, when I talk to myself, like my inner voice that is saying, you know, the wisdom of winter, when I'm going into menstruation, it's like, remember the wisdom of winter, remember to, to find ways to hibernate, to conserve energy, to, to bring in warmth, um, and to allow the space for release and allow the space for things to die. Um, and there's new language that, that I talk to myself through when I see myself going in a certain direction. And especially when I see myself going in a path of, of burnout or taking on too much or overextending and, um, and the breakdowns that happen because of that, that there's, you know, that spiral of, of learning. So it has shifted and it's, it makes me aware too. There's certain moons that now have these, Oh, that's the moon when this happened. And I know there's so many, you know, lineages that are unbroken of, of knowing lunar time. And you know, that, that life has been tracked by the moon and moons, you know, naming moons. Um, and so when we can get to a point where each of us has this relationship of, oh, that's the moon when that happens, that's the moon when that happened, that we're calling out to nature and she's calling back to us and to the cosmos and saying, like, we, we're, we're seeing ourselves as a part of that rather than only tracking time in this superimposed, you know, I don't want to say artificial, but it is like a man-made, like, within the the paradigm of, of the Catholic church, um, and Pope Gregory who did the reform of the Julian calendar. And it like comes from a particular lineage and it doesn't need to be accepted just as is, um, that, that time moves in, in other ways. And so, yeah, but yeah, having that relationship with certain moons when certain things happen. And my youngest daughter was born on a full moon. Um, and, and I talk to both of my girls when they say like, oh, how old am I? Or I'm older than she is or how many, you know, I'm like, well, tracking in solar years is, is one way to track how old you are. You could also talk about how many seasons you've seen. You could also talk about how many moon cycles, and then you're going to be really wise and really old because you're going to be like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of moon cycles old. And I just like, I don't know, sometimes, especially my older daughter, sometimes she'll say, mom, really? the mysteries of the universe again, do you have to, like, can't we just talk about something normal? (laughs) No, sorry. (laughs) Hundreds of years ago, this would have been normal and this would have been what mothers and grandmothers taught their daughters. Right. So in a way it's, it's her, uh, it's her inheritance as a young woman on planet earth, but she just doesn't know it yet. (laughs) No, I know she's very, you know, the ways that I see her vary in her logical mind of needing explanations for things and really being curious, you know, but also sort of rejecting that solescence for me too, of, of how to 
present something like lunar time for somebody who has had a broken or severed connection to that, to, to re- remember and remind of like, yeah, this isn't what you're being taught in, in school or that you're seeing in the culture around you or that, you know, there's, there's moon count. There's lots of, lots and lots more moon calendars that, um, you know, that help show that the beauty of the, the moon and the connection of time to the moon. Um, and there's just going to be, I know more, more of, more of that shifting back towards, but you're right. Yeah. This wouldn't, this, this, the moon is my calendar would be kind of like a, yeah, duh. Like, (laughs) so, you know, and, and that's, yeah. I remember when I set up, I, when I changed the, my, when I changed my website and I had to go through all those sort of the paperwork pieces of the business and I went to the bank and, um, was talking to the, the, the person who was helping me was typing in all the information. He's like, what's the business name? And it's funny because sometimes when I say it, I'm like, okay, it's kind of long, you know, it's long <laughs> for, it's long for a website or for an email, like the moon is my calendar. Like it's long, but it, it flows out. Um, <clears throat> And he looked at me, he's like, oh, yeah, the, the moon is my calendar, too. And I think, you know, for anyone who grew up in, like, following the, the Jewish calendar or Islamic calendar, that that was always there, but maybe not highlighted because of other ways when you go to school and you have to turn in your assignment on Monday and like no one else, maybe the teachers aren't talking more teachers are though. Like it's making its way into this paradigm shift. Um, but it was neat to be in a, an established, like in a bank in that establishment and, and have that conversation where he's like, the moon is my calendar too. And I was like, yes, I love that. I'm in, like, <laughs> this is like, I'm in the right place. Like things are you know, like the little signs that we look for, the little things. I'm like, okay, this is right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and and so you you wrote a blog post on your website, which I'll link to um, on our show page. But it's all about the 13 things you've learned from tracking with the moon. I think um, you'd written it after tracking for two or three years. And I just, I wanted to touch on really quickly. I just love that one of the things you learned was that you don't have to decide whether you're an extrovert or an introvert and that there are sometimes to go and sometimes to slow. And I think especially in the winter and around the holidays and everything, um, those are such good um, lessons to be reminded of. Yeah, totally. I think, I mean, there's so many like tests that you can take or like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? You know, I'm thinking just back to being a teenager or, or conversations with friends of mine in college of, I would have described myself as an extrovert then. Like as if you have to have a label or decide if you're one or the other. And really like the moon is completely full, completely extroverted, completely like in the spotlight, visible, shining, bright, for this moment in time and then begins to go inward again. And so when, when you have the practice of charting with the moon and really asking yourself, where am I right now in this moment? Like, am I feeling that pull inward or am I feeling that pull outward? Um, and knowing that for yourself and allowing that rather than, Oh, but I'm an extrovert. So I should want to go to this party or I should want to whatever, make this call. Um, or 
you know, gather people together to do this thing. And if you're not feeling it, then there can be this a kind of a disconnect of like, well, no, I'm this kind of person. And so I, I should want to do this kind of thing. And now that I f- feel more pulled inward at more times and needing more of that space for inner quiet and reflection, um, really having the moon as an ally and as, as an example to, um, to know that there's not something wrong, you know, to know there's not something that I need to, to fix, um, about having those times of wanting to, to pull inward. And then also really celebrating the times where I'm like, yeah, I'm out and I'm really like connecting and being seen and seeing others and shining light on others and and having this more of a full moon kind of experience just to identify and have, you know, like a language for your, yourself about how you relate to that. Um, but really the times to go and the times to slow. And this is my, my constant, like when I look back and like, Oh yeah, go, 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 go. And, and who in your family does that go, 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 go. And, and what happens when they have to, um, uh, what stops them? Is it illness? Is it like, that's just not the way that nature is, um, operating in a go, 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 go. Yet that's the mentality. And that's especially in in the holiday times of, of, of winter of, yes, we want to bring more light because there's less light in the environment. The days are, feel so short, um, that it feels comforting to have more lights and whether it's candles or Christmas lights or in whatever um, way that that happens, but it's just been taken to this extreme where the lights never go out. It's like, no, the lights need to go out sometime. Darkness is really vital. There's, yeah, vitality and darkness. I love that idea, vitality and darkness. And I also love what you said about the idea of the moon as an ally and an example. And when I think about that spiral, I think that it feels like there's just so much compassion there. Um, Cause I know even for me, like I would, as a younger person really beat myself up because I would start an exercise practice. And then a certain time of the month, I would just, I really feel tired and I really would need to rest. And I'm just like, I just don't want to like get up and go running outside right now. Like I would much rather like be inside and like do some stretching and I would just beat myself up because I would just think like, no, like if I want to, you know, be productive and be, you know, on my game, I need to go do this. And it's, it's so, in a way, it's, so, it's such violence to ourselves because we're not built that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so how to create rhythms and routines that honor that, however it is that you feel like your cycle is pulling you inward and outward and inward and outward. Um, how to find steadiness because that, you know, it can be very destabilizing to like have so many cycles in, in, in ways that we're flowing to have like, what is it that's this steadying and stabilizing and and what kind of practice feels good. Um, and then what, what shifts, like, what is it like, okay, this is the time, you know, knowing for yourself, like this is the time where I do really active activity And often that is aligned with the waxing moon of like after the new moon, when there's fresh energy and things are building, notice for yourself, do you feel like being more active and doing more like going out and running or doing like, um, 
things that might feel more strenuous, like that that feels really good. And then is there a way to have a rhythm routine that then includes, you know, steadiness of, of, of some kind of practice so that there's a thread that carries through, but how might that shift at different times? (laughs) Before I started setting my alarm to wake up and, and to, um, give myself that steadiness of, of a meditation practice in the morning, um, I don't think any morning, if someone asked me like, what's your morning routine? I'd be like, every single morning is different. There's no routine. I don't know. <laughs> and that's, there's something exciting about the variety and yet it can also be destabilizing. Um, so it's a dance, you know, and it's like, I'm learning new steps, new challenges present themselves. And, um, then you have to like learn new, new moves. <laughs> I like this because, um, the idea of it being a dance as opposed to like this march forward <laughs> really helps. Cause sometimes when you dance, you, you take a few steps back or to the side. <laughs> you do a little twirl, you do a real spin and you're like, yeah. wait a minute, everything just spun around and March, <laughs> like even the season of March, you know, that sort of like having marching, like time marches on and like this yeah. marching steady, like <laughs> there's like a drum beat going, bum, 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 you know, yeah. but the rhythm of the moon is so, um, more it's it's like textured and layered yeah Yeah. I could just talk to you (laughs) all day and I want to like just ask you if there's anything that you feel called that you really want to share um at this moment about you know your work or what's really important to you right now or what you're thinking about yeah when there's dreams and visions and seeds that that come often in that stillness and that darkness that that um, that knowing, um, when to then take action, like when is it time? And so sometimes there's, it's the discerning of like, here's the seed in this whisper that wants to come to life and wants to come into being. It's like that, that creative, um, the creativity that wants to be expressed, um, of how to know and how to work with that and how to sort of pace that things that I thought needed to happen right away. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen right now. It has to happen all at once and right away. As I've seen things be able to unfold over time to trust that, Oh, here's this whisper. Here's this seed. I'm going to jot this down make some notes so I can come back to it. This is the time when the muse or the moon is whispering to me Mm. how to gather that up, you know, like the dew drops or gather that up. Like here, here this is. And, Maybe it's not going to come to me throughout the cycle again. Maybe I'm going to forget or feel like, um, what am I doing? Like feeling lost, but to have a way to collect that when the muse is, is whispering and to know and trust, like there'll be time to take action that doesn't have to happen all at once. That's so beautiful. So for our listeners who want to learn more about your work and maybe even get one of your workbooks and calendars for themselves, um, where can they find you online? So I'm, I share almost daily on Instagram at the moon is my calendar. And my website is the moon is my calendar.com. Um, and then I have moon letters that go out every new moon and other things that I share. And so coming, you know, for, for 2018, there are some, some, projects that are in the, in the works that I think are going to be formed and available and offered. And I'm, and I'm guest teaching with some other amazing programs 
So that can be found on the website and then through mostly through Instagram. That's, I don't know, that's this magical place really that I would not have expected. Um, because I think social media can get like, can be seen as a problem or something in the way that it's talked about. And I'm like, there's, I've have found so much joy and connection through, through seeing what other, and, and you, and like seeing what you found each other. That's how we found each other. And so (laughs) that that's this, um, yeah. Cool. And I love hearing, is that your cat in the background? I was wondering if you, yeah, it was so cute though. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah. He was walking on the keyboard earlier and trying to (laughs) bite my the cord on my headset I'm oh, like, no. okay just play cool just play cool <laughs> but yeah he's, he's, he's a little kid he's a big about kid this too <laughs> yeah and cat, cats are so lunar you know yeah um really having that like I'm gonna rest now and sit and purr and just be in pleasure and be in that taking a cat nap so I've I it slows me down you know when when he wants to just sit and purr and I'm like okay I'm gonna slow down thank you <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for just having this conversation is so nourishing and, um, through sharing, I feel like there's things that just come through that sort of make themselves seen and known that without having the conversation or just, you know, hearing your, your questions and perceptions that that is so enriching and enlivening. Thank you, April. It's been amazing to speak with you. And I just, I really feel that, you know, especially as women, that it's so nourishing to have these kinds of conversations and just learn from each other and learn from, yeah, what thoughts come up when we start to share our ideas. Because we're really, I think, not so much reinventing this way of being in the world, but we're tapping into an ancient heritage that has for a lot of different reasons, um, kind of been hidden from us. And it, it seems very simple, like, Oh, okay, let's define ourselves as lunar beings and let's track the moon. But in a way to me, it really is a revolutionary thing to be doing. Um, and it's a way to really lift the feminine in the world. So thank you. Yeah, definitely. Well, well said. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope it will inspire you to pay more attention to the phases of the moon and how they influence your life. Visit us on the website at moontent.co to share your thoughts. And while you're there, you can sign up to get a free digital copy of my booklet, Moonwise, A Guide to Celebrating Your Cycle, which is full of tips and practices to take care of yourself throughout the month. I think it would be a perfect companion to some of April's work around the lunar cycles. If you enjoyed the show today, please rate us on iTunes and write a review. Our theme music is Butterflies March by Sophie Cooper from her album Rewilding, available on Bandcamp. That's our show. I'll see you on the next New Moon. True.